Hello everyone, it's Sunday, September the 8th, and this is the inaugural episode of Mulligan Gaming Podcast. In this episode we'll be covering things such as reviews, gaming news, and what's in the system. Stick around, hang out with us, and see what we have to deliver. All right. I want to welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of Mulligan Gaming Podcast. Uh, of course, you know you've got Elsen Chisel. Yes, sir. And the 8-Bit Elf here. And uh, you get the show fired up. What's the first thing you want to discuss, Elsen Chisel? So I'm thinking that our first topic, our first topic we talk about is the Xbox Um and the uh, the recent crashes, or not necessarily crashes, but the uh, the 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 core issues, they've been going down on the fifth, I believe you said it was. Um, yeah, it was on the fifth that the Xbox was going down, and no one could get online. And um, it was the- uh, so on the fifth of of this month, which culminated with the release of Gears of War Five. Uh, for those of you with the Ultimate Xbox pass um, as well as those of you who play uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, both of those games kind of launched and and did massive downloads and updates um, on the 5th, which from everything that, that we can tell seemed to culminate oh, into um, overload. Yeah, a true stress test on, on the Xbox's servers for sure. Yeah, probably most it's ever had since it's been out. Uh, this Xbox is true. Online. This is true. Um, now, with the crashes, there were also uh, some anomalies that have happened with with Gears of uh, of War Five, such as um, I don't really want to call them anomalies, really, so much as they are bugs. Um, mm-hmm. But multiple players across the internet have expressed any number of things happening with Gears of War Five. Uh, I know I personally have had entire levels not load their script um really? this was, yeah this happened in act one um i can't remember the name of the chapter no um, no I, I i know for sure like i haven't really played the game but for the people who are listening and haven't played the game either um what is the gears uh gears five download uh what does it have is it just the is it is it a demo is it a whole game is it what is it no, so if you're on um, the Xbox Ultimate Pass, mm. um, which right now they're running a special, uh, you can get two months for $2, um, or you can get it for a dollar a month tacked on to your, um, to your Xbox Live account or your, your Xbox Gold account. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gives you access to over 100 games through Game Pass, not only on your Xbox, um, but also on PC as well. Um, and one of the, the big games that that Microsoft is letting everybody get um, with game Pass is gears of war five. Um, now this is not the standard edition. This is in fact the ultimate edition. So those of you going out, you know, paying 89 99, you know, at places like GameStop, Best Buy, Walmart, um, you're getting that on game pass for basically free. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Getting a brand new game for free, you know, why spend that $80, but Anyways, back to the issue at hand with the gears. You said that there were bugs reported, or actually not reported, but from you in general. Um, Correct. The game. 
Yes. Uh, in fact, also while talking to uh, a buddy of mine, Dallas Williams, um, they were playing Gears of War 5, uh, him, and his, him and his son, and uh, he was actually experiencing problems with his son glitching out while playing as Jack. Um, so for those of you that aren't quite familiar with the series, Jack is, at least in this game, he's a helper robot. And that's all I'm really going to get into without spoiling too much. Um, but he can go off and retrieve items for you. He can assist you in battle. And he's also a playable character um, for the third player. So you actually get um, JD Phoenix, which is Marcus's son, um, his friend Dell, which was in Gears of you know, both these guys were in Gears of War 4, um, and of course, newcomer Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, from from what I've known about these, these, these bugs is what I should say is um, um, there were some Twitter reports on the campaign that certain um, uh, computer controlled characters don't do what they're supposed to do. Like, uh, you know, Correct. like for instance, like uh, I heard that Jack gets stuck behind a box and he, he can't move to the next area. So, you know, obviously that, that, that stops your progression and anything like that. Some there's some missing prompts as well and stuff like that. Correct. Yeah, there's been some missing scripts. Um, Of course, the the AI isn't completely fleshed out. And this is between not only your ally characters, um, but I've also seen some some anomalies with the NPCs where, you know, they're staring. But they're firing, you know, maybe at an AI character next to you or away from you and completely avoiding you. Really? Now, I don't know if this is affected by um, the difficulty mode. Oh, yeah? But this is definitely something that, that Microsoft's going to want to take into effect um, and definitely work on fixing in later revisions of Gears 5. So, I realistically, I don't feel so that- like um, this game was completely bug-tested um, prior to release. Of course, that's been kind of the issue with modern gaming as a whole, you know, We'll, we'll release it now and fix it later. The NPCs, you know, are completely avoiding, um, in some instances, the actual player, um, you know, whoever you may be controlling, maybe JD or, or um, Dell or even Jack, and going after maybe non-playable, you know, NPCs. Oh, that is the term, NPCs. Um, so if you have, like, a support gear with you that's not one of the main characters, um the, the swarm are kind of going after those guys instead of you in some aspects. It, it's, it's a really weird, not quite fleshed out thing yet. Um, and, you know, Microsoft can definitely fix that in future, future iterations. I'm sure they are. That's uh, their baby right there. It's one of their favorite games. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, going into the other side of the coin here with uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. So they actually did, it was a two-part almost three-part ordeal. So for the digital guys, um, they ended up actually downloading two patches as well as the game. Uh, For the physical guys, you know, there was the two patches plus the physical install. Um, But that first patch um, was getting Monster Hunter World core game and Iceborne players on the same servers. It also did a lot of things on the back end, um, such as some graphical updates you know, kind of streamline some things. Um, yeah. I know for Xbox players, that was around a 50 gig update. 
I believe that was 52 or 54 um, for the PlayStation guys. And of course, you know, in, in previous versions, uh, well, Monster Hunter World, um, PlayStation has had exclusive quests that didn't come out on, on the Xbox until later revisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Street Fighter V, uh, Ryu's Armor, or Ryu, however you want to say it, um, that was exclusive to PlayStation 4 players mm-hmm. who had a save from Street Fighter V. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's There's been all kinds of cool stuff that's come out. Um, of course, both systems got... Um, the Witcher quest, which you have to be HR 16 or higher to access that quest, which means you have to beat um, the base game. Um, There's been multiple quests that have come out. Um, The street fighter quest, by the way, if you're wondering, Hey, wait, why haven't I seen this one? Um, If you go up to the arena, uh, which is the fourth floor gathering hub. If you go up to the arena and talk to the, the quest giver there, um, I believe it is called Down the Muddy Trail or Down the Muddy Road We Go. Hmm. Um, and you actually play as basically Ryu because the armor changes your entire character to look like Ryu from Street Fighter V. Uh, but you get a set amount of, of weapons you can pick from. So I believe it's um, the hammer, the great sword, the dual blades, and I want to say the heavy bow or the Oh, it's the gun lance. I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. And it, so that's the four four character or the four weapon classes you get. And you end up going against the Barreth. And it's an oversized Barreth. Um, for those not familiar with, with Monster Hunter, think T-Rex on steroids. Oh, wow. And see, see the thing the thing that I, I I've read about this this new um this new DLC, this uh this uh, expansion for um, the Monster Hunter. Um, it's not only the monsters out to get out, to, out to get you. It's also the snow, the, the the unforgiving terrain that that they've given you on this new DLC. Uh, supposedly, um, depending on the temperature where you're at in the game, it chips away your health. So I'm thinking nothing worse than fighting a, a oversized T-Rex with some bad, bad, I guess if you're not clothed pretty well, then I'm guessing, you know. Right. And that would fit in with what I've seen. I, I haven't had a chance to play Iceborne yet. Um, I just recently finished uh, Monster Hunter World. Um, however, that does kind of fit into it. Even Monster Hunter World had uh, environments such as lava, poison, um, electricity. In some aspects, but if we're, talking, if we're talking about most games, you know, most games deal with when they deal with lava and electricity and stuff like that, it, it is going to hurt you. But um, oh yeah, never, absolutely. Never, never really. You play a video game where you walk on snow and your your health is getting chipped away. I mean, it, it's probably slowed your 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 speed, but you know, it's I, I've never heard of it actually chipping away at your health. So I mean, to me, that sounds like oh, you know, let's make this game even harder. Let's make the well, world and, bigger, and let's make this game even harder for people to play. In, in some modern games, that's actually been um, kind of the go-to thing. I mean, let's look at Breath of the Wild. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was a launch title um, for the Nintendo Switch, as well as kind of an end-life title um, for the Wii U. And so in that game, you do have environmentals um, such as lava, cold, 
Um, and it's, you know, lava, of course, if you get in direct contact can kill you um, in some patches. Um, but it definitely will chip away at your health. Um, you can also, at least not necessarily in this Zelda, but in previous Zelda games, you can drown too. And, and for instance, uh, if, if any of y'all remember correctly, in Ocarina of Time, if you didn't have the correct tunic on in the uh, volcano level, um, you started, you, you eventually started burning up. Absolutely. And that's the same way that it is um, within, you know, Breath of the Wild. You actually have a desert level that will, you know, the extreme heat, if you're not wearing the correct clothing, will chip away at your health. Um, and then you get kind of into a death mountain type situation where you have lava coming at you. Um, yeah, that 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 heat that's coming off of the um, that's coming off of that lava is just is just tearing it up. But, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But so let's go on to our next topic at hand. I believe okay. it's going to be uh, a really good topic as well. Uh, Borderlands Three. Absolutely, Borderlands Three thirteenth. I believe everyone's been waiting for this for the longest time. They have amazing artwork. I mean, they're 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 for. I believe it was their first. Uh, it was their first. The uh, the first Borderlands. It actually won a award. If I don't I mean, for their artwork, just their artwork alone won uh, uh, a good. Uh, I think I believe if, if I'm correct, it run it won an award for uh, creative artwork for um. I believe you're right, and I believe uh, because of that that award that they won, that also spawned kind of a new genre of hey, let's make a game like this shooter looter. Yeah, shooter looters. You're absolutely right, and and that took you know precedence over a lot of games that are you know especially out now, such as Fortnite, um, Apex Legends. We're talking Good about all the. Uh, are we talking about all the, um, um, all the, the battle royales? The battle royales, yeah. They, I don't believe they would personally have a place in, in gaming historia, if you would, if it wouldn't have been for games such as Borderlands. For sure, man. All the all that uh, the creativeness that come out of Borderlands just just basically like spills onto these other games. I mean, it's it's almost like it's like the equivalent of uh, I would say, um, in my opinion. Uh, artists music artists musical influence coming from like led zeppelin for instance i'm not saying they all do but i'm saying they come from somewhere and i can i can say for sure borderlands has has been uh have been a good uh step stool for this a good uh yes. stepping stone for all these of course it's not going to stop that either yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh um, absolutely so my question to you about this game's not out yet. No, nope. sure comes out the thirteenth. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen plenty of video about it. I'm sure you've seen plenty of artwork, plenty of game pictures. Myself. <laughs> what do you think holds beholds in this game? Do you think they're gonna go over bazillion guns like Borderlands Two? They're gonna try to bazillion times bazillion guns. I mean. You know, with with the guys at Gearbox, you, you never really know what they're going to throw at you. Um, I, I Again, I've been trying to stay away from the videos because I really I, I want to go into this in mind and I don't want to go in with really somebody else's opinion. Um, sure. But I definitely, you know, their artwork, as we've discussed, has been great. The soundtrack is amazing. 
Um, and I, I keep hearing rumors of, of travel. So this is going to be a, a new aspect. You know, you've always been able to go between certain areas. Via car. Boat. Right. But this, you know, they're talking about, you know, travel possibly with a, a spaceship. So I'm, I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> now, we're we talking about other planets or we're we talking about other areas. You know, I'm, I'm willing to, to wonder if it's not going to be other planets. Um, you know, of course, playing Borderlands, you know, previous versions of it, um, Borderlands 1 to the pre-sequel. You know, they've, like I said, they've always had that theory of travel. Um, most of the time it's, let's go from the main map down to like the boss's level. Um, in pre-sequel, you, you kind of had that, I don't wanna, really want to say ability, but you had um, the space station and the planet. And so now I, I've noticed in the pre-order they've, they've mentioned something. Um, I believe it's called the stallion. <laughs> the stallion. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we're trying to keep it as clean as possible, but trying to, but sometimes uh, things, things come out uh, without, you know, without us knowing, but. Um, uh, so yeah, three versions of the game. Um, there's a standard, there's a deluxe, and I believe it's super deluxe. Super deluxe. I believe is what it's called. I may be wrong on my names there, but the super deluxe, as I'm tentatively calling it, um, is $100. You get a still book of the game, um, character skins, weapon skins, and some add-ons for the aforementioned stallion, which I believe to be a ship. So try not to kill, you know, kill the experience for other people so <laughs> now you said that there was talk of space travel in the game that's kind of the rumor that's been floating around you know places such as reddit um now now youtube before, channels and such b- before we get to that i'm gonna be a big spoiler alert if you haven't played any of the other borderlands games and it's been a while spoiler. since i played it too it's been a while since i played it too it's kind of, you got to refresh my memory one of the Borderlands talked about more vaults. Correct. Yeah, that was actually the first um, Borderlands, if I'm not mistaken. They did mention, you know, multiple other vaults, and I believe they even showed a map. Yes. Kind of speculating, hey, we can go here, we can go there, um, which is kind of the direction that everybody thought was going to happen with Borderlands 2. But all we really ended up getting was kind of a continuation of the story um, with one of the characters named Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack, yes. So, but of course, with uh, you know more travel, more rift. You know, there there comes to be more rift guardians and or not rift guardians. Who Diablo <laughs> moment? <laughs> uh, Vault guardians. Vault guardians. Wow, rift guardians. Yeah. Rift guardians. Diablo. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to you know we're trying to to insert other characters in these games now um, exactly exactly and you know on that note i i definitely want to make mention um for those of you guys that are switch users since we did get on the off subject of rift guardians there um those of you guys that play diablo 3 on switch um, gamestop has restocked the loot goblin really Absolutely. Um, that one is sixteen ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. Now it's been a while since I played some Diablo, 
but I can guarantee you that that game is a replayable game of my choice. It is. It is. And, you know, with things that have happened um, on the Switch, which I won't really get into, but, mm-hmm. you know, for concern issues. <laughs> um, for sure. Those issues have definitely opened up Diablo to a whole new world of, of exploration, let's call it. Um, and the Loot Goblin is definitely a cool little amiibo. Um, you can fire it up and it takes you to the Loot Goblin uh, world. Now, now refresh my memory on this Loot Goblin. He's the one that runs around with the bag, right? Correct. Yeah, He's so... The one run around, you gotta, you gotta kind of like beat him up for all his loot. You do. Um, and... Which so I'm when sure, you're playing, I'm sure he's only doing that to feed his family, and you know we're only over here just murdering him and taking all his loot that he so hardly, you know, worked so hard to get inside that bag and run away. <laughs> but I mean, it's up to you how you look at it, uh, Mister Loot Goblin. <laughs> R.I.P. Loot Goblin. Right. Um, yeah. So. Up, up until certain points, um, the Luke Goblin always had a distinctive almost laugh when he would enter in the area or when you would enter into to where he was or she. Um, I'm not going to judge. Family feeder. <laughs> Family feeder. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, if you leave the, the Luke Goblin alone for too long, a portal opens and they disappear. And, uh, you and he gets to feed his family. Yeah, he gets to feed his family, absolutely. Yeah. Which apparently seems to be, you know, a giant monster by the name of Greed. But, you know, hey, I, I, won't, I won't argue too much about that. Someone's got to get fed. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, with the Switch, that, that does bring up some interesting news coming up uh, the 27th. Um, for those of you guys that are Dragon Quest fans, man, have I got some news for you. So September 27th, at, at least on the Asian accounts. Now, this has not been confirmed for North American or European accounts, but for the Asian accounts, um, you're getting Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 uh, HD remasters from everything that I can tell on that, as well as uh, the Switch version of Dragon Quest Eleven. Really? Yes, sir. So that one's going to be, you know, large. Four games. Of course, I'm sure that's all going to be, you know, individual games, kind of similar to what what we've seen recently with the the Final Fantasy re-releases on the Switch. Yeah. So, you know, Final Fantasy. I just did that HD remaster on as well. Yeah, and 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 uh, since we're on the subject of Switch, Nintendo Switch. Let's go ahead and get into these uh, these console wars because uh, since we're talking about Diablo, we were talking about Diablo. I'm going to get into right. some Blizzard talk. Um, they're thinking of crossplay for Overwatch. Now, Absolutely. I'm not a big I'm not a big Overwatch person because I, for one, have lost my ability to play first person shooters. <laughs> See, and I've not been a, a big overwatch fan and it's nothing against blizzard themselves it's just not really my forte um i, I say this competitive first person shooters competitive first person absolutely um or competitive shooters in general right i i do enjoy playing gears um not really so much on the multiplayer side as much as a single player it's it's a fun story it's involving 
Um, it's very, very similar with Halo. Um, it just, you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, yeah. As far as Blizzard goes, I'm more of a Diablo, Starcraft, you know, early Warcraft before WoW um, fan. That but RTS, that, that, that RTS, yes. Like you know, we're not talking about Age of Empires where, you know, you can you can spawn up that Camaro. Is it Camaro, right? Uh, you know, I, on that one, I don't remember. I believe it was a Camaro with, like, machine guns on it or something like that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. May very well have been. Absolutely. If anybody remembers that one, you know, definitely shoot us a message. <laughs> yeah. And maybe a picture. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I um, think one of them even had a nuke or something, but I may be wrong. Something like, something like that. Um, but as I was getting into uh, the, the crossplay, um, my thing about crossplay, my thing about crossplay, first person competitive shooters or even third person competitive shooters with crossplay active is that uh, PC Master Race is PC Master Race for a reason. They, they don't they don't wave that flag around for no reason. I mean, they, they, they earn that title for a reason. I'm not saying that controllers are, you know, they're, they, they're not good. I, I definitely think they have a handicap, though, when it comes to the, the mapping capabilities of a keyboard. For sure, for sure. But, I mean, you got to understand, if, if you know how to type, you know where these buttons are. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and that's so, that's especially yeah. true with, you know, we were talking RTSs with StarCraft and WarCraft. You know, yeah. StarCraft wasn't the top RTS game pretty much of all time because it just set on its laurels. I mean, there were tournaments up until the release and even after the release of StarCraft 2 uh, where people were still playing the original StarCraft. You know, they did a remaster of StarCraft 1 using the StarCraft 2 engine because it's really? just a good game. Oh, yeah. And, and I've heard that it's a really good game. I, I've played it a few times myself, and I, I enjoy RTSs um, as much as another person who enjoys RTSs. And, you know, I, I've never been... I mean, if we're talking RTS, Civilization's my game. <laughs> I love, and that, I love that game. Think about because, it. I mean, if you can recreate history as, you know, going over as Gandhi you know, being able to start up his own military and take down Abraham Lincoln with your, your, your uh, overwhelming army. I mean, come on. Why would it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now if I were to, if I were to make a recommendation for civilization, to add another character, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, that would be interesting. Literature. Cause I mean, yeah. there is literature over there. Edgar Allan Poe. Well, I'm not didn't didn't one of the Civ games actually have William Shakespeare, or am I completely out in the left field on that? You are, you. I don't know. I'm, I'm I I'm not into. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure of that myself. So um, again, if, if research and get back on that later. Absolutely, um, and if I'm wrong on that one, somebody please correct me. Correct us on a lot of things. You know, <laughs> let us know if we're doing anything wrong. If you don't yeah. like our voices, let us know if you don't like it. It doesn't mean we're going to change it. But just let us know if you don't like it. <laughs> There's always a time and a place. Um, you, and you actually hit on, on, on something pretty good uh, with the console wars. So as many of you are aware, um, next holiday season, at least this is the date that we're hearing so far for um, Xbox Scarlet, which will be the successor to the Xbox One. Um, we're looking holiday 20, at least Xbox Scarlet, if not PS5 also. 
Uh, sure. <clears throat> now, Microsoft has actually come out and said um, that the Scarlet will be backwards compatible day one uh, with not only the OG Xbox, but 360, um, Xbox One libraries, including whatever they're going to bring out on launch day for Scarlet. Um, PS5, Sony, respectively, uh, has said that the PS5 will be backwards compatible with the PS4 library, but has not elaborated further on PS1, PS2, or 3. And really, I think we missed a huge boat um, by not allowing those, those medias. There's definitely a large library out there for most people. For sure. Now, uh, yeah, for, for instance, uh, for me, Xbox, um, I've got tons of backwards compatible. Uh, a lot of games that I haven't played, a lot of games I do have and I still haven't played. Uh, I really need to get on that. Um, I have roughly an estimate of over 200 games on my Xbox One. That's uh, that's all digital download, of course. Um, and so stuff like that makes me feel a little better about it. Now, a questionably over 200 games digital download on my Xbox, my Xbox One right now. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't play a lot of them because uh, it's not that I'm picky. It's um, it's that I got other games I need to finish, <laughs> just like everyone else. And I, I, there's, there's, in my, in my belief, there's two type of people, two type of gamers in this world, ones who finish the game that they start, and the ones who start games, like back-to-back without finishing them. Me, I I have to finish the game. (laughs) No matter what, I have to finish the game. And so... Of course, when you get into it, there's there's more than just just that. I mean, there's the completionist for sure. There's the guys that play until they either get bored or something new comes along. Um, Of course, you've got your your physical collectors, um, digital collectors, so Mm. to speak. You know, that, that kind of starts a whole war there, too. Sure. I mean, how many times have you you know, online and seen pictures um, where people have just thousands and thousands of games? Oh, man. And- it's like, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like a kid at a candy shop for me. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. And so the question I want to ask you, Mr. 8-Bit Elf, question I want to ask you is, who do you think will come out on top? Scarlet or PS5? You know, um, there's fanboys on both sides. Of course. Oh, I, I really have to say that. I mean, um, I mean, you're always going to have DC and Marvel fans, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, if you look at the current cell, uh, at least the current cells models um, between, say, the PS4 and the Xbox One, the PS4 is on top. I'll give them that. Uh, I, I want to say somewhere around a hundred and. 4 million units or something to that aspect. They've actually surpassed the original Nintendo um, in sales. And of course, you've got to look at it. That was a milestone for the Nintendo, especially coming off the the 1980s uh, video game crash. And not only that, we're talking about the 90s, the 80s, not the 2010s, not the 2005, 2006, whenever games were, you know, thriving and all that stuff. We're talking about we're talking about back in the eighties. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you know, that's, 
it's a phenomenal milestone. I've got to give props to Sony for that. You know, they've obviously done something incredibly right to, to be able to command that, that amount of numbers. Sure. Um, you know, and, and of course you're going to have the, the speculators that are sitting there going, well, how much of that is padded? You know, how much of that is, is, you know, the PS4 compared to the, the PS4 pro, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, a PS4 is a PS4, same way as, you know, an Xbox One is an Xbox One, be it the the, the Core, the S, the X. Um, it's the same thing with with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. It's a system. Yeah, exactly. Um, semantics or semantics as far as that goes. You know, we could go in and say, well, there was four, five different revisions of the PS3. There were three different revisions, almost four. Um for the Xbox 360 and you know, according to everything, the PS or the 360, excuse me, um, came out on top last generation and the PS4 is on top this generation. So it's, it's always going to be a back and forth. Um, the PS2, you know, back in the day, in my opinion, was a better system over the original Xbox. I mean, you didn't have to go out and spend $29.99 for a DVD playback kit on the PS2. It did it natively off the controller. Microsoft missed the boat on that one. For sure. Um, now, there are, are way more um, perks, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. that the Xbox had over the PS2. But, you know, it's a, it's a live and learn game. It of is. course, you know, no one's going to be perfect. There's not going to always be a perfect console. Uh, I mean, Never. you can always build your own PC, but... You know, who's going to want to do that, you know? Yeah, that gets costly. And, of course, you know, ray tracing has been in, in talks lately. And it, it's kind of a buzz in the tech world. I mean, you've got ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 computer rigs that can't run ray tracing that well. Yeah. And that's, that's the big talk that they're talking with um, Xbox Scarlet and the PS5. I, again, these are tentative names yeah. that they're doing them out of the box and they're, they're talking, you know, a five, $600 price tag on these systems. So, you know, ray tracing on, on something that low of a cost compared to what the PCs are, are able to do at a much higher value really begs to differ. You know, what's going on different on these consoles that the PC guys can't keep up with. Yeah, for sure. And, Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, but I think those are all fair points with, you know, the Xbox and the PlayStation and all that stuff. I'm going to throw you a little curveball here, uh, Mr. Eight. All right. I'm going to throw you a little curveball. Google Stadia. What's your take on Google okay. Stadia? You know, I haven't really, and, and this may sound kind of bad, I haven't really done any research on the Google Stadia. Um, you know, and if it's anything like, you know, past iterations of, you know, computer meets console, um, of course, you've had the Oya or Wea, however you want to say that one, O-U-Y-A, um, Alienware kind of threw their, their name in the hat, even though it was primarily a, a computer. Um, there, there's just been a number of, of kind of cross-platform gaming Hell, I think uh, Steam even did like a Steam box. 
you know, yeah. it'll be cool. Sure. Um, games are games. It's really going to have to to prove itself. It's a small fish in a very big pond. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Now, let me ask you, um, how much of the Stadia do you know about it? Realistically, nothing. So, let me just give you an overview of what Stadia is. And you okay. can make a determination of whether it's going to make its market or not. Okay. So the Founders Edition, which I believe is the uh, the the you know the most expensive one they have on here, is one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Okay. That's not really bad, you know. That's not bad. It depends on what it includes. Exactly. It depends on what it includes. But my thing is though, is they are. What they're doing is basically, do you know what the, I believe it's called Chromecast? You can, okay, yeah, Chromecast. You can plug, is, uh, you can plug it into Google's TV, answer. Right? Yeah, so the Chromecast was Google's answer um, to the streaming video market, um, such as, you know, like the Roku boxes, Apple TV, and the Amazon Fire Stick. Um, so that was, that was Google's answer. And there for a little while, if I'm not mistaken, was about the only way um, you could view movies and such that you had bought, say, through your Android phone and watch them on a big screen as opposed to watching them through your phone or going through, you know, expensive mirror cast programs and that sort of thing. Mm, for sure. And um, that, now think of that whole idea, the, the whole Chromecast, plugging it into your TV. <laughs> now, there's no downloads. No downloads at all. Okay. And you're basically just playing a console, a compact console, streaming onto your TV. That might, that might not, to me, honestly, that might not bode well with a lot of people who have a low internet, you know. But nowadays, you know, right. internet's pretty, pretty, it's pretty well off. And um, um, and it depends on what games they're putting out and, and no, how it's going to no, be optimized. No, depends on if it's that's what I'm about to get at with you here in a bit what games you can play on, on uh, Stadia. But okay. what do you think about it so far? Not being able to hunk around a whole console. Let's say that, let's say, for instance, you don't want to play. Let's say, for instance, you've got a TV in your bathroom. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to pause this game. I'm going to save it where I'm at. And let's say you don't have to run to the bathroom. Let's say it's one of those ones where it's, you can plan ahead to go to the bathroom. And, for instance, you have a TV in your bathroom. You plug that bad boy into your TV in your bathroom. Now you're playing, um, playing whatever game. Like games, I'm about to let you know here in a bit. What do you What do you think about that so far? It's a It's basically a tiny console. You know, for, for portability issues, I can definitely dig it. Sure. Um, I don't know about playing in the bathroom. But that seems like a um, not so wonderful idea. Not Not necessarily, but it's also convenient. <laughs> If you have a portable TV that has a USB, you can true, take it wherever true. you want. Um, now the other the other downside to that is is looking at devices such as um, you know the Amazon Fire Stick, which requires almost an external power supply. Now, whether or not that's plugging the cord, you know, from the um, from the Fire Stick into the TV, or plugging it up like you would a cell phone, you know, into a wall uh, outlet. Um, that kind of depends on, on stadia, you know, mm -hmm. video games can be taxing, they can be energy consuming. And that's of course on a console or a PC, any way you really want to look at it. But, but so I mean, 
I mean, we're not all we're not all going to be playing like uh, um, we're not going to be playing all Doom on a 4K on a little TV or you know something a little portable. Um, which, of course, you know, games like Doom are going to take up a lot of uh, uh, a lot of power just because of the fast-paced action with all the loading it has to do and all the and um, so you want to go ahead. And so- <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and see what games you can play for stadia as of right now so i'm gonna put i'm gonna i'm, I'm just gonna get i'm just gonna put the uh, the major ones on here not necessarily all of them there's a lot of major ones on here but the ones i'm gonna hit on the head are dragon ball xenoverse 2 doom eternal Number. rage 2 elder scrolls online wolfenstein young blood destiny 2 cyberpunk 2077 and um, farming simulator, if you're into farming simulator, which I know that there is a tournament in Germany, I believe it's Germany for farming simulator gaming. Interesting, yeah, interesting stuff. And it's definitely a good list. It, it is a good list. It's it's a heck of a list, and those are the those are just some of the games that's gonna be on Stadia. Now, well, be now Stadia good. follows Stadia kind of follows that same pattern as Xbox Live Gold. Which mm-hmm. is if you subscribe to Stadia, then you can, um, then you get a game. I think I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, someone correct me, uh, two games per month. Now these aren't games like the way Xbox has been doing it, like like oh you're gonna get Castlevania, or you're gonna get um, Dirt, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get all these 360 games and all these old school Xbox One games. Now that it's not old school. But you will be on Stadia. You will be getting the 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 name the the current games. Okay, so it's kind of like a list, and you pick off the list. Uh, not necessarily pick. You're getting those games. Those those are your games. Now you don't always have to subscribe to the Stadia. You don't have to subscribe to the Stadia. You can purchase the games the same way you would if you didn't want to subscribe to a um uh one of these uh, Xbox Live or PlayStation uh, Plus, anything like that. You know, you could just buy them straight out. But in my opinion, get the subscription. It's 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 simpler because of the fact that you're going to get a brand new game. This is two games every month, two brand new games. And now that these new games are coming out, like, for instance, if I remember correctly on here, I, I, I remember them saying, yeah, here it is, Borderlands 3. Stadia. Are you there? I think your phone fell asleep again. Hello? Yeah, there you are. Okay. Um, so like I was saying that, that brings me to, you know, other things that are small, compact and wonderful. Um, September 19th, which is the day before Dreamcast day, uh, Sega has decided they're going to join the mini market and they're releasing the Sega Genesis mini. Um, right now that price tag is $79.99. They have put out the list of all 42 games. Um, of course, some major highlights on that right now are Mega Man The Wily Wars, Fantasy Star 4, 
Castlevania Bloodlines, Virtual Fighter 2, uh, which if I'm not mistaken on that, that's actually one of the old 32X games. Um, yeah. You know, Mega Man The Wily Wars. For those of you um, that aren't too familiar with it, you know, Mega Man started on the Nintendo. Mega Man 1 through 6, and then we jumped over to um, the Super Nintendo for X, 7, um, X2, X3, Soccer, and Base and Tra- or excuse me, Mega Man and Base or Rockman and Forte, depending on um, what market you're in. But for the U.S. market, we never actually got a physical release for Mega Man The Wily Wars, which covers Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 in kind of a remixed uh, fashion, as well as an exclusive section um, to the Genesis called Wily Tower. Really? Um, That was all exclusive to what we got in in North America as the Sega channel. Um, But Japan and the European markets actually got a physical cartridge. Um, So we're getting it in physical release, more or less, on the the Sega Genesis Mini, as well as uh, Retrobit has announced that they are going to produce a limited supply of Mega Man The Wily Wars Genesis cartridges in what I'd like to call Mega Man Blue. Um, Now, you will remember in the past they've done a Mega Man X anniversary edition as well as a Street Fighter II, the World Warrior edition, or limited edition. Yeah. So. Wow. That's definitely going to be a huge, huge release, and hopefully it'll be bigger than, you know, some ones that we've experienced in the past, such as the PlayStation Mini and, uh, well, the Commodore 64. Um, <laughs> now, Mr. <laughs> Let's go Mr. 8-Bit, let me ask you this. Okay. Are you a good Mega Man player? You know, I, I enjoy Mega Man. Um, when I was younger, I was able to go through, you know, Mega Man 3 and 4. If, you're, if your uh, life was on the line and you had to finish all the bosses in one run, could you do it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, especially the original Mega Man, there's just no way, no way. Now, now I, I challenge anyone who's listening, Mom, if you're listening, um, if you, if any of y'all play Mega Man, if y'all can do a one-run segment of any Mega Man, all the boss rushes, all of them, you don't even have to finish the last boss, just the, the, the main bosses in general, the ones that you first have to go through. Uh, if you can just do that, record it and send it to us, and I will be impressed, and I will feature it as much as I can because you have you colored me impressed. Absolutely. Um, So for those of you that are new to us, which is pretty much everybody at this point, (laughs) um, you know, definitely hit us up on Facebook, Mulligan Gaming, um, as well as Discord. Um, Good grief. Mind you, mind you, all the the stuff that we're about to name right now, we're still going to get used to it. So cut us some slack. (laughs) And um, it's good. It's on Discord. We're on Discord. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, Obviously, we're on Anchor Hub right now. and um, let me finish off this segment with one good question, Mr. 8-Bit. Okay. What's in your console? What's in your system? Oh, good grief. Um, I'm, I'm kind of running through a couple of different things right now. So um, as mentioned earlier in the segment, uh, Gears 5, 
that is actually the digital version. Um, physical version, I'm actually running Gears 4. So I just recently picked that up and ran through it. Great game. Um, geez. That's really about it right now. I am running Diablo 3 on the Switch um, just because of the Loot Goblin. But I'm always changing that list up. So if there's anything that you guys, you know, want to play, you know, this could be on PlayStation, on Xbox. Um, if you just want to do kind of a roundtable score on, on retro, be that anything from Atari 2600 up to modern. You know, shoot me a message on Facebook. Um, we'll see what we can get going. Oh, before before we finish this off, too, um, um, Magic the Gathering has a new um, has a new video that came out on YouTube. Really, I would recommend Blue watching us. it because it's hard for me to explain what happens in there. And honestly, you have to watch it. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. It's not the White Winnie deck, is it? Um. Uh, I'm not too sure. I don't. I'm not. I'm not too sure. But uh, it's got gingerbreads. There you go. Yeah, I saw a, a, a video earlier. And for those of you that that think this is quickly turned from a PG conversation to something else, so <laughs> in this video, um, you know, of course, Magic the Gathering has multiple colors. You know, you've got red, blue, green, black, and white. Um, and, and typically in, in any Magic the Gathering expansion, there's always been kind of this this quick and terrible kill deck. Uh, right. So back in, in the days of Portal, you had rat decks. Um, these are typically 1-1 monsters that either stay that way or you can amp them up. Um, you know, modern Magic is no different. And this particular video, um, if I find it again, I'll link it on Facebook. Um but this particular video made mention to white weenies and they are one, one creatures that there are multiple cards within this deck that amp them up. Oh yeah. Uh, and actually allow you to beat your opponent with these very basic creatures. Basic. <laughs> well, um, and to answer that question, I asked you what's in my system. Yeah. Physically, uh, in the disc, I had recently finished Uncharted. Really? Uncharted Which one? Four. Okay. I think it's four. Is it Thieves? The Thieves End? Yes, yes. Yes, I finished that. Amazing storyline. I, I it is. It, and that's actually the fifth game in the series. And honestly, and honestly, everything, I took this game for granted because I thought it was just like a linear base shooter, in my opinion. I was like, this game, what, what, what is it? What's up with this game? You know, I'm like, why is this it's game? It's a modern day Indiana Jones story. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, you know, what, what's up with this game? I, I, I never, never heard of this game, blah, blah, blah. But that's just me. That, that was, that was younger, younger me. And you know, now, now, this, this present me, I'm more exploring my options. That's physical. oh, absolutely. Did a wonderful job with that series. Oh, yeah. Um, for those of you that didn't catch the the little comment there, this is, you know. Thieves End is actually the fifth game in the series. It was the first game and right now the only game um, that I'm aware of that has popped up on the PS4. The uh, original three popped up on the PS3 and then they had a remake on the PS4. So that doesn't really 
in my opinion, it doesn't count because it's not an original game like Thieves End. Um, and then Golden Abyss, which was a Vita title. So for sure. And um, for digital, only one game. One game for me right now on PlayStation Digital Warframe. Let me guess. Hold on. My Little Pony. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Warframe. 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 All right. Warframe. All for me. A little Warframe. A uh, little Warframe news for y'all guys. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm so excited. It is a new Warframe that's coming out named Gauss. Okay. And uh, well, I think it's Goss. It's pronounced Goss by the Canadians who made the game. Um, and um, he is a fast Warframe. He is really, really, really fast. Think of okay. um, let's think of uh, um, um, uh, Barry Allen for a second. Fast. Okay. Fast. Now I'm not talking about like run around the world in a second fast. I'm talking about like. Basic. I bet you said Barry Allen. Basic Barry Allen, first first generation <laughs> Barry Allen. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, I mean Warframe, man, love it. Our guys want to put me El San Chisel everywhere else. There you go. <clears throat> so that uh, that definitely gives us some options there. Um, you know, I want I want to give a shout out to a couple of people out there. Um, of course, I mentioned him earlier, Dallas Williams, uh, Brian Jellison. Uh, if you guys are in the Amarillo area and are looking for an awesome place to pick up some games, um, definitely head out to T-Anchor Flea Market, booth spaces 345 and 346, and holler at my buddy Chris Witter. That man has everything out there from Atari right now. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64, Genesis, Dreamcast, and Saturn also, which you don't see a whole lot of places carry that. And, um, and for, for a little backstory for me and uh, Mr. 8-Bit Elf here, that's where, I, that's where we kind of met up. We were work buddies before, and then I met him at this place. And I was like, and I was like, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say they have a lot of good golden gems back there. They have good gems back they there. They really do. I was looking for one game in particular. They had like three copies. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I know where to come to get it now. Absolutely. And, you know, Chris is, he's very fair. You know, he's a very honest guy. Um, you know, if you guys have old games that you're just wanting to get rid of, So once again, you know, you guys don't mind the guy behind the uh, the curtain. I promise I'm not being paid for any of these endorsements. Not yet, anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know when it comes up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That being said, um, if you guys are interested in helping the channel out um, in any way, definitely reach out to us. Um, they're, they're not always paid positions. Well, really, they're not paid at all. No. This is, for, <laughs> um, this is, this is out of our money for right now for you guys in Amarillo oh, and, and anywhere else who listens to podcasts wherever. Yeah. So if you can hear this message, we can help you. Um, or at least we can we can give information to you that you may not have known of or or just maybe, maybe. want to just listen to a podcast about two guys talking about new and old video games. There you go. There you go. Um, if you guys have suggestions for future episodes, Shoot us a message. 
we're always open we're always open to recommendations we're always open to anything really um we we're gonna enjoy this we do enjoy this and i promise you this won't be the last episode and um we are gonna try to make a continuous we're gonna try to make a continuous sunday run if i'm correct 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 and um like I said, you know, like, like, uh, apocalypse doesn't happen. Sure. <laughs> like, like Mr. 8-Bit here says, uh, um, you know, if you, if you guys can help us out, go ahead. You know, anything really helps as much as even a share, share this, let someone else know, Hey, these guys are just trying to start off. If you like them, this come, if you don't still listen to them, but just be angry while you're listening to it. Um, uh, but yeah, do you have anything else, Mr. 8-Bit? You know, I, I think that's it. I want to, you know, welcome everybody for listening and, you know, be it the first time you've listened to this or the millionth time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night.